They be like, slow up, homie. You talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Vax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's another, another one. Another dope episode of G Splash. Welcome, welcome. Uh, this is G Splash Podcast. We talk movies, toys, comic books, sports, thingamajigs. If you get my gist, everything pop culture. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter. I got my man's Chris Bucky Watts. What's up? I'm here. This is me. <laughs> I'm at the microphone. Boom. This is episode 67 of the only podcast on the internet that thinks the highlight of the Oscars wasn't Spike Lee's Kanye moment, but rather Trevor Noah's white people joke. Ah. <laughs> Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Did you catch that? Did you? I mean, you probably I didn't. I did. He said something about this. Time. He said something about Mel Gibson. Is that what we're talking about? No, he was like, uh, in this language. He did the whole thing, and South Africans know this means like Wakanda forever, or, some, or something like that. And then, it, oh yeah, white people always come to me and do this. No, it said it was like white people. Uh, white people don't know I'm lying, or something like that. Uh, oh, Trevor, you little rascally yeah, rabbit! Snuck it in there. Nobody knew it except for you, South Africans. Oh, there we go. Uh, upcoming. Boy, before we get into that, Chris, how are you doing? We never really Great. ask how we're really doing because I think we have that chat before we get into this. Big. Busy weeks as we always have. We're just freaking grinding and getting stuff done, but we still make time to make this fun thing and talk. So Damn. I'm here and I'm 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 excited. What about you? Uh, I'm I'm always excited. This is this is like the highlight of the week for sure. Charlotte, you got a week under your belt to, to get some rest. Yeah, I literally felt like I slept for two days straight. I bet. I like, didn't move. I felt like a lazy ass. Um. Well, that's going to be our upcoming Next announcements, is that Brad is just a lazy ass. Hey. Hey, there we go. Cool. And Brad, and that come the announcements. Yep, that's that's <laughs> going to do it. Uh, no. Upcoming announcements. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be dropping Splash Trash Man, where we're talking Fighting With My Family, Velvet Buzzsaw, and Happy Birthday to you. Uh, dope movies to check out, maybe. Just have to check it out if we it's did it. Splash. It good. Splash Trash from that. Direct. direct. Gave you rundown. Yeah, yeah. Gave you the Splash Trash Mess score. We hit bang, it. Bang, bang. We hit it. Uh, also, 68, episode 68. Next week, we'll be talking Umbrella Academy, which, if you don't know, is a new series on Netflix, kind of its replacement of its Marvel shit since they canceled all of that. But we knew it was coming. Uh, I did not know that Umbrella Academy was actually done by maybe it's My Chemical Romance. It is. It's the guy. His last name's Guy, I think. Yeah, My Chemical Romance, Umbrella Academy. We're at the Google, and it comes up. Ger- Gerard Way. People, are, people listening at home are like, his name's Gerard Way. Get it right. Uh, yeah, he wrote the comic, and then they made the old thing about it. Yeah, so that's where it gets its dark emo ness from. 
Yeah, it gets its real broody, yeah. broody broodiness. And after how brooding it is. After that, we're talking episode sixty nine. We're talking Captain Marvel, the first Marvel joint of the year. We're ready. It feels like it's been forever since I've seen a Marvel movie in theaters, but I did see that movie called Venom a while ago. Or into the Spider Verse, I guess, is the last one technically. That's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. Chris, let's get into the news bag. Oh, man. Starting, lots of news. Lots of crazy stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, starting things off a little rough here. So, for those who don't know, there's an update on your favorite Robert Kelly. Uh, wow. He posts bail. Um, R. Kelly's 100K bail was paid over the weekend. By a woman identified in court documents as a, quote, friend. Despite her attempts at discretion, it was later revealed that this friend is actually 47-year-old woman from Romoville, Illinois, named Valencia Love. No one knows just yet how Love and Kelly are acquainted, but here's what we do know, that she owns several businesses, including restaurants, but the kicker is she owns lord and child christian daycare so the question comes into play here chris how does a child rapist get bonded out by a child care worker man what a what a world it gets better chris it gets better whole thing is just crazy r kelly was also spotted at a mcdonald's the same day signing autographs but wait there's more this this is the same McDonald's that was at the center of the 2002 lawsuit in which Kelly basically hit on a girl on her prom night back in 98. And apparently there was a thing and allegedly forced the girl to get an abortion. And of course, that case was thrown out of court. All around, this whole story is fucking disgusting, but he's God. going down. And every he's, Every new piece of information... That comes forward on this whole thing is just makes it crazier and just worse and just disgusting. So this dude's gonna the go nasty, down. Nasty, go nasty, down nasty man. All the way. Um, that is. I don't know if you've heard about this new video that's coming into play. It's around the same time the original sex tape came out. I read the description and I, it was like a car accident. I didn't. I just should have stopped reading a long time ago, but I continued and it was like I felt sick to my stomach. It was gross. Yikes. Really bad. Uh, nothing Yikes. but bad vibes for R. Kelly, uh, from us at least. Yeah. Uh, this is. I can only hope that terrible things. Whoever happen. this. And I don't always do that. Who, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I give you the benefit of the doubt, but no, fuck, fuck you, R. Kelly. Uh, I I don't know how this man still manages to get people to support him, or who's uh, or who's asking for this dude's autograph. Yeah, that's what that was my question. Who's kind of being like, oh, I'd love to get your autograph, R. Kelly. And he's like, do you, have you ever picked up a newspaper? And they're like, no, why? And he's like, no reason. And then he signs it. I mean, Jesus. Like, hey, will you sign my fucking Big Mac box, R. Kelly? Yeah, please. There's just nothing good to say here. So I'm going to move on to another Robert K. story. Um, usually smearing Kraft cheese is like pretty good, right? But not this time. I know, right? Not here. Uh, the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft was charged with two counts of soliciting prostitution at a massage parlor. The 77-year-old widower faces up to a year in jail if convicted of two misdemeanor charges. Kraft will also be required to pay a $5,000 fine, do 100 hours of community service, and attend classes on human trafficking. 
Uh, he will be arraigned in Palm Beach court on April 24th. So the, the kicker with this story, Chris, is every time I saw this pop up and when I first saw it, I think I was at an airport. No, I don't know where it was, but the sound of the TV was off. And the head, like the, the headline on it was just Robert Kraft human trafficking. But yeah. it turns out yeah. so, <laughs> the press ran wild with this one, but it turns out. Oh, yeah. That, there, this place was being investigated for trafficking that he just happened to be at getting a rub and tuck. Well, it was more than a rub and tuck, but you get the gist. Um, no, yeah, yeah. So it sucks that he's kind of thrown in this smear campaign of him as a human trafficker. He's contributing to human trafficking, and they want to make it. Obviously, this is a, a iconic big guy. This is such a big deal to to be able to force that issue and really get a lot of publicity on it. So, I mean, sucks for that dude, but tough titties. Like, if you're going to be get involved with that stuff, then you know what? It's going to be able to. You're going to become a platform for us eradicating human trafficking. Hopefully, so if something like him getting freaking arrested and having too much of community service, is what it takes to get the word out there and get people thinking about it more and more and our legislators and stuff to put more money towards ending it, then cool. Good for that dude. He walked into the wrong freaking wrong place. massage parlor, but the right one for the rest of the world. He walked into the right massage parlor to help the world. <laughs> Taking one for the team. Yeah, uh, really. I guess that's how you spin something. Yeah. Um, a lot of tweets came out with people being like, this is fucking smear campaign. Uh, this guy, like he's an old man just trying to get, his dick wet, da da da. I don't know. And this is he's a very rich man. I I don't know if he needed to go to this place, but I mean, you know, you're out and about, you're feeling a little loose, you're excited, you know, you're happy, you're old. Go, you know. He's like, hey, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go for it. And he walked in, boom, busted. Uh, did you did you read any of the police report? No, I didn't. Is, is it, it good? Is it juicy? <laughs> no, they go over the detail of what's on. I don't know if it's on. I believe it's on tape the this camera footage anyway uh speaking of dope footage star wars always trailer came out uh topher grace and jeff york's craft an epic trailer for the entire song uh, star wars saga grace made a critically acclaimed appearance in the oscar nominated black klansman actually it's oscar winning yeah black klansman playing white supremacist david duke david duke and Grace's pal Jeff Yorks is a, pro, a prominent editor specializing in trailers who has previously worked on a, the short Star Wars tribute film, The Return of Return of the Jedi. Uh, I actually saw this. It's really, really pretty good. I'm, I didn't uh, I didn't know this was a thing. I'm very excited to see this. I like when these little, uh, not non sequiturs, but you know when people just, whether you're famous or not, like take it upon themselves to go and make something cool and put it out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, was it? Was it this that he was like cutting together to like get his mind off of after just playing the David Duke, or did, was he yeah, doing he's like, like? Listen, the, I really dove into that role, so I need to do some Star Wars to cleanse my palate right now. Like, I knew he was editing that's something. That's what's gonna get me back. I, I wasn't sure yeah. if it was Star Wars or if it was a uh, Lord of the Rings. Like he was cutting something together. He's like, I gotta do something. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't focus on this. I can't be that guy in my head. Yeah. Cool. Like, it was actually pretty good. It was, like, cut really well. I'm going to watch that for sure. Everyone should watch it. It's called Star Wars Always. Always. Return of the Return of the Jedi. No, no. The Return of the Return of the Jedi was a thing that uh, Jeff Yorks did. Ah, okay, okay, okay. But um, this is called Star Wars Always, and it cuts all nine movies. Damn. Is it nine? be watching that, though. Is there nine or left? Wait, how? Eight. Well, are you you counting the the, the, uh, first Rogue One and uh, Solo? Solo? Yeah. 
Okay, the both of them. Then it's then it's ten right now. Yeah, so it has all of them. Like you see, Donald Glover's in there. You see, okay, old okay. Harrison Ford, young Harrison Ford. You see it all, my man. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, speaking of surprises dropping on us, there is a Dark Phoenix coming after all. Okay, we and you were just chatting about this. That we might were, get canceled we were. completely. A new Dark Phoenix movie poster released yesterday by 20th Century Fox, but the announcement of the arrival of the next trailer for the upcoming X-Men film. Disney is currently closing the deal to acquire Fox, in, which includes X-Men and Fantastic Four film rights. But until that deal closes, Fox is continuing onward with their release slate, including two X-Men movies, Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. The new X-Men trailer will drop sometime tonight. I hate that I have to say that, but it is part of the job. Um, I just can't wait till we're like, so news of when the trailer's going to drop is dropping tomorrow, and then we'll get... Oh my gosh, we talk about this all the time, how that's become a thing. Yeah. Are you guys ready to watch the trailer for the trailer that sets up the trailer? <laughs> Seriously. it's going to be great. Are you ready to watch the trailer that tells you when the trailer is going to oh, drop? Yeah. No, no, this is the launch trailer. That so the movie you're gonna go to the movie theater you're gonna see the movie two hours that's actually just a trailer for another trailer that's after the movie releases did you guys know yeah, that it's uh, whoa whoa and even if you're watching them on YouTube sometimes you get a tr- a different trailer with a trailer before that trailer to watch another trailer and then a trailer before the trailer is on that trailer it's it's out of control come it's on control. let's we don't need to fucking know and just drop the trailer no one cares that much I don't think. Maybe they do. I don't know. But I'm, I'm surprised New Mutants is dropping. I heard that. I keep hearing that movie's getting scrapped. I mean, they're just, it's in such a weird flux right now with all that stuff and how it all works. Like, who owns this? Who wants that? Who are they talking to? How much they have to pay? Everything like there used to be like set. Like, these things are going to happen, guys. And they're like, oh, man, like, maybe not. I mean, I guess it's a unique situation. But, yeah, I mean, either. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do here. Because you obviously spent the money to make the movie. I guess you want to recoup as much as you can, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, we got to make some money back. I mean, we'll all go see The Dark Phoenix, but I don't know about New Mutants. I don't know who's really, like, knocking down that Oh, door. yeah, and I got to go see. Well, this is the this is a byproduct or, like, a, a, yeah, or a side effect or whatever you want to say, a symptom of universal, not pictures, movies that are based around around a universe, right? So when you see a Marvel movie, you know that it's part of something bigger and leading towards something. That's not to say that the movies on their own don't stand up, but now you have a thing where it's like, okay, you're making this movie New Mutants, but there's never going to be anything else like that. And it, and and what we're used to nowadays is, well, then just make it into a Netflix series. Right. I mean, is like, there even going to be a... Why you want Why you want me to watch one movie that doesn't do... I'm going to get to know these characters, see what happens, and then be done with them in a superhero capacity that I'm used to. That's all going to happen in two hours? No, give me at least 10 hours. Stretch it out. I mean, you know what I mean? yeah. And is there really going to be a cut scene? post credit scenes on New Mutants? Yeah. If if there is, why? It's just a cutscene. It's like the guy, the freaking head of the studio, just being like, okay, well, enjoy the other Marvel movies because they bought everything from us. <laughs> we had a great time filming this one. <laughs> yeah, this was a great time. I really had fun knowing that nothing would come of it and my career would die here. So, perfect. Well, we get into this a little bit later, but uh, Rami Malek definitely won for the biopic pick Bohemian Rhapsody. So, here's another one coming. You guessed it, brother. It's the Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan. Todd Phillips and Scott Silver are teaming up yet again for a Hulk Hogan biopic. 
Oh, brother. <clears throat> the film starring America's favorite, Chris Hemsworth, will be produced by uh, with Bradley Cooper. Oh, man. Spotlights Michael Sugar and prominent wrestling figurehead Eric Bischoff. It's scheduled to wow. release on Netflix. And Hogan himself will reported uh, will reportedly serve as both consultant and executive producer. What is your take on this? Because I had a huge um, problem. I, I I had a huge problem with Bohemian Rhapsody and this kind of thing. Uh, ooh. We'll definitely talk about that. Um, uh, we kind of already did I, when we t- talked about the movie. Yeah, we sort of did. I think that that uh, I, I mean, uh, a biopic or a biopic, however you want to say that. I think that there's just a part of film. Yeah, Jeff or Jiffy or Giff or Jiffy. I think that they're just a part of they're just a part of film. There's that you know. There's always been either it's like a you know a dead on one like Ali or Bohemian Rhapsody, or it's something else that involves a situation like um, The Darkest Hour. That's a that's a one of Winston Churchill's life between those times. Whatever. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think that there's as long as there are predominant entertaining figures in our history and in our pop culture, they'll keep making movies about them. And Hulk Hogan is definitely, yeah, but something. I guess what my, he's definitely something. I mean, I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'm okay with that. But I think what the issue is is them being an executive producer. This the person it's about being involved because like making a movie and not having Hulk Hogan be affiliated with it at all. Right. Like so my issue They're telling somebody's story and they are not there to say, yeah, that's about right. Because my issue with Bohemian Rhapsody was wasn't that the movie was about Queen and wasn't that it wasn't good. It was a good movie. But what made it trash for me wasn't wasn't factual. It wasn't what really happened. This is I, I guess is what bothers me anyway is like part of especially uh major people in this time period, right? Like eighties, seventies and in the nineties before social media and internet and shit, like things were mystery. You didn't know about people's private lives. And that's what made a lot of that shit special. So like you would hear rumors about like, Oh, you know, Freddie Mercury did this or like he threw a pot. Like you would hear these like little legends about people. And there's a sure. lot of negative stuff about Hulk Hogan. That's just going to get glossed over. This is what I'm kind of, that's why I'm a little nervous about this one. I mean, is it going to talk about his sex <laughs> sex video? Is it going to talk about yeah, does, does his use of the N-word? Of the or like, yeah. are we just going to see like this guy who was like the biggest thing in wrestling just glorify, be glorified in the as a great, cool, fun guy? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure. a big, I, I like Hulk Hogan. Like, I'm going to go see this movie. I love that Chris Hemsworth is playing him. Yeah, absolutely. But the same thing could be, also be said about like, Straight out of Compton with Dre and sure. Ice Cube. The thing I liked about like the Biggie movie was you saw Biggie mm-hmm. beat up some girls and like you saw some of the shit that was negative. It, it didn't pull the punch. It, if you're gonna tell a real story, you gotta tell the bad and the good, which is something that you know people don't. It's it's a weird thing, right? People want it to be remembered one certain way, or they want to be inspired by it. So when you add too much of that stuff, it's like okay. Which also just says something about the way that we storytell that the biggie one, it's like, well, you know, he was a pretty volatile rapper. So right. this is definitely part of and it. Did he, opposed to like this Hulk Hogan where he's like, well, he was a swell guy. Maybe we don't know. Maybe they'll take a real hardcore look he at was it. the all American hero. No, but I mean like Diddy was a produce uh, executive producer on that movie. And we, sure. it wasn't like we saw biggie be this angel of a guy, which, yeah, no. So I don't know. That's what gets me. Is like, can you imagine if OJ Simpson was an executive producer on his biopic you think he's going to be like, show the whole thing that made him 
10 times more famous? No. Like, right. But no. that's what made him 10 times more famous. Like, this trial of the century. The giant. That's what just hit me. Uh, there's, uh, I think, was it Ric Flair? Somebody came out and wanted uh, Ric Flair in a movie would be dope because, like, you know, that dude's got, he was, like, involved in drugs. Like, that, that kind of shit. Like, the stuff that we don't know 100% about, I would love to see coming. I'm like, sure they'll hit us with that. I'm sure they're going to be, be people. In, you see the wrestler? You know, it's just like that. That dude was all freaking coked that, out in those days. That li- I mean, that whole story of, like, wrestling really took off once, you know, Hulk Hogan was the man. So, I'll, my opinion, I'll still go see the movie. I think Chris Hemsworth <laughs> is a... Anyways, I'll be there opening day. Yeah. No big. <laughs> I'll be there with my Hulkamania shirt. No, I think uh, I think we'll get some cool guest appearances. It's going to be fun to watch who gets casted and all these, you know, classic wrestlers. So, uh, it, it'll, I'm, and it's done by Todd Phillips. And Bradley oh, Cooper's okay. behind it. So, I mean, I mean it's, got, it's set go. up for success. Just don't think we're going to get the, the full story there. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so I just double tapped that, right? Hey, and speaking of A-list hey. and double tap, that was a terrible segue, but we're going to keep it. Keep it in. Uh, the, Zombieland, <laughs> the Zombieland sequel is due out in theaters later this year, and fans have been dying for details on the sequel. The movie is bringing back the entire original cast, as well as adding even more heavy hitters like Luke Wilson, Rosario Dawson, Thomas Middleditch, Zoe Dutch, and finally Dan Aykroyd. Last one had Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting Dan Aykroyd. Amazing. Uh, I love this. Is probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, this movie was cool. I I hope it continues to to live up to the hype. We've been waiting for this one I, for a minute. I, I love that movie. I, I, uh, yes, we have. That was like one of the most in top ten unexpected movies probably I've ever seen. I was like, oh, cool, that'll be garbage, and then it was like, this is one of the best movies in this genre of all time. And I love the, I love how they portrayed like the rules, right? Like you would get that little graphic yeah. pop up, like ting ting, double yeah, tap. Even this- the way that they interact inside the inside like the floating titles and the animations like how that was there and it didn't seem like it was out of place and how it just oh it was just i mean it went it went, it went the distance that movie what do you brought what do you harrelson back from the dead pretty much and when you smack somebody in the face with a toilet lid that's gotta hurt i didn't i never that, that's a whopper before that movie i never thought of like yo that's a weapon but if someone sure, was breaking like, in here oh, and i yeah. happened to be next to the bathroom yes i'm grabbing that i mean at the back of that toilet. I wouldn't recommend. I wouldn't recommend uh, bringing a toilet lid. And I'm talking about this this ceramic one on the top that covers yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you give it? Where yeah, you do Don't bring that to everybody knows. <laughs> don't bring that to a gunfight, but it'll probably help you out if you get a one good swing in. That that thing's hurting some people. It's like a pot. Yeah, yeah. I could go for that. Uh, all in all, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one. So I don't know when that movie's coming out. I think it says a 2021 release date. Is that what we're gonna call the 20s? Yeah, 2021. The Roaring Twenties. That back. Bop, 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 bop. Oh fuck! Are they gonna, is that gonna be a thing? Oh yeah. Oh, it already is. I, Get ready for the Roaring Twenties. I have a feeling that's gonna be like every fucking. Oh, it'll be everywhere. It's gonna New Year's the Eve party. Are you guys ready for the Roaring Twenties? Great gifts. Be right. It's not what the movie's about. I said movie and the book. Mostly the book. Did you ever the watch sucks. the... I had to watch the original movie for my English class when I was in high school. The old one, huh? The old classic 1956 movie, Great Gatsby. With Robert Redford. Ba, 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 ba. 
You got that music hey, down. Hey, you, you got the girl I want. I'm rich now. Hey, you die. Hey, look at it. All right. Speaking of speaking of classics, let's get into this main topic where we're talking about the classics that will be forever remembered in 2018. <laughs> Excited. How did Chris? How did you? Forever did you, is a fun. Did word. you watch? Did you watch the Oscars? I watched from red carpet to lights off. Boom. Wow. Uh, the whole thing, baby. What, whole thing, what, baby. What was your overall take? What, give us a splash trash map for the show. You know, I think that when with something like the Oscars, just like any award show or Super Bowl or whatever, it, you, it's hard to isolate it and say, what was it like on its own? What, I, what we all do is say, oh, how did that compare to other Oscars? And uh, for me, I, I want to give this one a splash. Some people might disagree, but I absolutely love that there's no host. Um, the entire no pacing host. was so much better because, uh, and it was like until I saw there was no host, that was when I realized why it works. Because instead of having somebody come out and give a seven minute dialogue thing and like, hey, let me talk to you guys and make jokes. <laughs> okay, here's two stars that are come out and make a joke. It's like, well, you just made a bunch of jokes and you wasted a bunch of time that pressed the award show so that everything was always rushed at the end for your biggest award because you have to come out and give us a five-minute mm. spiel every time mm-hmm. because you're technically the host, the MC. Instead, it's like these people are fucking actors. Give them something funny to do. Make them be straightforward. Make it be just like direct. Walk them out on stage. Give away the award. Walk the hell out. Go to commercial. Come back. Like the whole time I was it's watching, not I was like, comedy this just hour, feels right? like yeah. what it should always be. I don't need somebody. You'll need Billy to Crystal to come through. And... The whole, yeah. I just, I just think as a, as a society, we don't need that anymore. We're all on our phones the whole time, freaking tweeting and looking up things and getting ahead. Like, w- there's no reason for someone to be like, and then I said, you get out of here, Clark Gable. Like, <laughs> I think that it was the, I, I give it a splash for that reason. I know there's like From controversy the about certain things that we'll talk about. I thought there were the awards for the most part went to the right people. Ooh, um, I thought there were a lot of great moments. There were obviously weird ones and awkward ones and stalls. Like that's just part of a live esque broadcast. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I give it a splash, a splash, a, a light. Splash. It just crossed over the mat to splash. I would love to see them take it a step further with this no host concept next year. I'm afraid that they'll just revert back and be like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, look at this. Look at this Oscar. He's not as ripped as me. I'm kidding. I love you, Dwayne. I love you. Maybe they'll get The Rock and John Cena. Um, uh, we wouldn't be able to see one of them. Just be one host. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't watch it. I tried to stream it for a quick second, and then I was like too tired, so I just went to sleep. I've been hitting bed early, kind of. I get it, man. You're trying to get that energy back. Yeah, um, but. I've definitely watched everything the next day. And so far, it seems like everyone, for the most part, enjoyed the show. There were some snubs, some surprises as well. The The craziest story that I heard was the Spike Lee Kanye, being compared to Kanye West. Um, did you read this story? or? Yeah, yeah there's been so... Uh, yes, yeah. So there's a couple of different things. One, Spike Lee... The thing I feel like the thing that's talked about the most is Spike Lee. Is that fair? Absolutely. Which is great, which I actually really love because I love Spike Lee. One is his speech. Obviously, when the president mentions anything about you, it gets blown up even higher because it's the president. Donald Trump said his speech was racist, which I just laughed. Insinuated that he can't read. The other thing is 
apparently I, I don't know how true this is, but from what I read from people who were there, it apparently Spike Lee was like when Best Picture was announced, uh, which was oh yeah, it's great. He like runs up to the stage, but then Jordan Peele, who I didn't know this until I saw the poster again, was a part of Black Klansman. It was like part, he was mm-hmm. like a producer on it. Yeah, he's like a, a producer. That was one of the things that was in there. Yeah, apparently he and Spike Lee had some words, and he like made him come back. So there could have been a I'm gonna let you finish, but. Black Klansman was the greatest movie of all time. I mean, I, that doesn't surprise me because uh, if you're watching the when you're watching that part where they have their floating heads for director, uh, they give it to Alfonso Cuarón and uh, Spike Lee. Like a lot, sometimes people will do funny things. You know, they're trying to be like Melissa McCarthy when she when she had like a sad face on. That's funny, but like he had like the most hardcore eye roll. Like he like shifted in his seat. He rolled his eyes so hard that he didn't win director. Um, and then that doesn't surprise me that that's what somebody did. And I think it's cool that Jordan Peele is like, man, just respect what this is. And like, let's not be that. I mean, I, that's, I feel like that was going to happen no matter what. I, obviously he wasn't going to win for best, uh, film of the year. I, I think there, I mean, also just with all the controversy, controversy and stuff around him and, and even his speech and stuff and being like this, this guy, regardless of what you think about his films, regardless what you think about his antics and just like who he is and how he is like this dude has been making great creative stuff, movies, scripts, like representing a whole culture. Like he has been doing that for so, so, so long. And there's a lot of people that probably say like his first movie was his best movie or whatever. But like this dude's waited so long and been involved in a Kind of, I mean, it's not bad to say this. It, he's been involved in an industry that is not does not show, uh, not favoritism, but is not kind to African Americans, to women, to all these things. You know, in the past, there's all these right. years, and so now yeah, I get that he was all worked up. He's got freaking thirty years of energy in there to unleash. He and never now he has won. A platform he's to never say won because he he's never won one, and he didn't. It wasn't for best director, and it wasn't for best picture. It was for it was for best uh, adapted original screenplay. screenplay. Which is great. Not, not original screenplay. It was an adapted screenplay. Really? Okay. So that one. So for best uh, adapted screenplay, and I mean, I get, I get it. He's he's a wild dude. I don't know why anybody expected anything less out of him because that's just who he is. He's got this this energy and this stuff, and he's been represented since he's been immersed in that for so long. And mm-hmm. now he has the opportunity to say, "Hey, I won this award making this movie about this topic in this time, and I'm going to say these things." So yeah, I mean, that's Spike Lee. No, one hundred percent. I think I think his speech was very warranted and not surprising i i don't know why anybody would think it would go kind of a different route uh i mean like you said it, dude it's, it's like, 30, like it's freaking, like 30 years yeah. it's like 30 years of this dude's career packed yes. into one speech and he yeah. probably was hoping to spread that out amongst three speeches over the evening but you know that didn't happen um and people are so up get so butthole tight and stuff and especially i'm not the white people that are freaking afraid of you know oh he's saying all this stuff he's saying all these things about oh the how they you know bringing up slavery and bringing up all these things and being held down and da 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 just that's just that's that's a reality number one just let that be yeah. in there because that's how it freaking exists number two then everybody blows smoke and I think this is um is it Ke- it's Kevin Feige right yeah yeah uh Kevin Feige they they were sure when Kugler and them wrote uh Michael B Jordan's very last line in Black Panther. 
they were sure that he was gonna that that was gonna get nixed by Marvel, and he said, "We won't make this movie unless that line is in it." It's a line where he's dying, and he says, "I'm gonna so you can, take well, me, you want to, me to heal people, you." And yeah. he's like, "You can put yeah, you can put me in chains. Well, so you can put me in chains. I'd rather jump over like my ancestors over the boat, whatever." Like that's a that's a huge Marvel movie. That's a very intense, intense, direct, passionate line in there. But it's in a Marvel movie, so what's the big deal? So now, but Spike Lee can't get up on there and start talking about this shit and try and be right. like, "Wake up, you dumb fucks!" Yeah, no, I, I'm, the, I, I, his antics are crazy, but I, I support him. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I one hundred percent agree with that. And there's always that, like, why is it gotta be like? But like, if you look back at the facts, like you said, Chris, the industry has not been fair to African Americans. And women, immigrants, and women, every, everybody. everybody across the board except white people. So, like when people, when I see someone get butt hurt and say some dumb shit, like I think there was two things that happened over the like. I I gotta look back at this fact. I don't even remember what it was, but it's something about like this is the third time that this has happened, and two of them happened that night. So, around I think either women or both women or uh, African American women. So. I mean, it is what it is. But yes, I loved Spike Lee's speech. N- not necessarily his a uh, his award speech was great, but then also him being so candid at like the press conference where he's drinking champagne. I don't know if you saw this, um, but it is also funny that the same year he was up for I want to say do the right thing, and he mm-hmm. he lost to Driving Miss Daisy, and then this right. year he lost to Green Book. Which was huh, that's interesting. Which is also a movie about someone driving around another person. It's the reverse. But driving the reverse, Miss Daisy. yeah, yeah. It's literally the reverse. Yeah, almost it's the white guy driving around a black a, a black person yeah, instead of a black yeah. person driving around a white person. Right. So, ironically, he loses both of those. So he made a couple of jokes like that, and he made a basketball ref. He's like, I thought I was at an NBA game where the ref made the wrong call. Uh, huh. Huh. All in all, dude, I'm, yeah. praise is Spike. We'll Spike's the man. Picture. I've always loved his movies. I love that he pushes the envelope. He's a great storyteller. And I don't think if there's no Spike Lee, we're not going to get Ryan Coogler. We're not going to get some of these other great directors that have come out to really, you know, even Jordan Peele. Like, you're just not going to get that. Yeah, he's not just he didn't just forge a way to make a voice. He he freaking made a lot of noise that made it so that people could share their voice. Exactly. Could push things forward. Is it the shoes? And if you're a sneakerhead. You got to give props to him, too, because he's part of the start of that whole revolution. Yes, he is. Did you see Chadwick Boseman's uh, response after the movie Best Picture won? No. This is apparently a a, he looks over his shoulder with kind of like a for uh, when when they announce the winner when Green Book wins. So interesting. That's been some buzz, too. Also, Rami Malek fell. Yeah, he did. And like nobody took a digger. It wasn't. It wasn't aired, but no, they'd cut away already. Yeah, but apparently, uh, he had to go get cleared before he had to like go to the. I don't yeah, know if he went par- to the hospital. The paramedic, the paramedic had to like come thing. out and yeah. grab him and walk him out. I don't know how bad the tumble was. All I know is he like freaking was trying to leave the stage and like got caught up and fell and like might have hurt himself. But damn, damn, I mean that stage will get you. You gotta watch out, jump up and get you. Watch yourself. Um, uh, let's talk some snubs for a second before we okay talk talk some winners. A lot of people are saying the favorite got snubs. Considering that they uh, were up, they were nominated ten times and only walked with one. My take is this: it's a period piece. Yes. It's a period piece that takes a lot of work to build set design and to build costume and to build all these things. So it ends up getting a lot of these technical categories, and also the fact that supporting actress, two of them were from this movie because the the whole thing had two supporting actresses, um, in Rachel Wise and Emma Stone. 
yes, it had a lot of nominations. Just because you got a lot of nominations doesn't mean you should win everything. Right. I agree. Noma, Ro- Roma had a, a shit ton. It was almost in every was goddamn there. category. And they only and won it, two. And it walked away with three or whatever. Two. Really? I think it was two. He got cinematography and director. And, uh, they got best director? Yeah. All right. Then it's three, yeah. I have, all right, all right. I, had, I just have down cinematography and best foreign language film. I mean, the, obviously the odds sound like they're in your favor, but you can't bank on that. Uh, how do you feel? Do you think yeah. Bradley Cooper got snubbed on this one? I don't. I don't. With all the hype that uh, Stars Born had coming into it, I was a, uh, I did feel that way. I was like, oh wow, he did all this work. He freaking directed it, and he's he wrote on it, and he did all the, and he's not going to be nominated for best actor of the two major actors that share the screen in this film. Uh, and then I watched the movie, and is the I movie get that it. good? I, I want to know. Tell me right yes. now. It, yes, it's that yeah, good. It's, it's a great. It's a I great film. It. it is easily one of the top films of the year. Wow. Um, solid acting a great and i say so i say this too and i was talking about this at the oscars um not when i was there but at home oh you uh, at the oscar. how we had chris down there the on the four, red cup this is the fourth time that this movie has been made i think there's something really special about being able to make some uh, the fourth iteration of a film not from a book or whatever from other films three previous films so this one- and to do it differently and to make it stand out and make it be so great. This movie was what do you mean? It was a remake of a remake of a remake. Yeah, there was like one in 1928. There was one in, or like 38, 46 or something with Judy Garland, and there was one in 70 something with Chris Christopherson and Susan Sarandon. And then there's this one, and it's because of that 78 one. So the old, the two old versions were like classic Hollywood, like she's gonna be a star who sings or whatever. Um, and the Chris Christopherson version comes, and it's literally almost a telling of Chris Christopherson's. He's just playing himself in that movie mm-hmm. because he was like a drug addict that got into country music and turned things around and whatever, like was had a, this passionate thing. The point is, as I'm watching this movie, Stars Born, the new one, which is great. Gaga does a fantastic job. The music is great. Mm-hmm. The way it's shot is beautiful. Great. Uh, I'm realizing that Bradley Cooper is just being Chris Christopherson being Jackson Maine. And it was kind of like he just sort of can – he spends the whole movie kind of stumbling around drunk and then and then kind of muttering he kind of talks under his breath and we're gonna go there. Like it's not that he didn't do a great job. I think he did a phenomenal job. I just don't see it as a snub. I see what you're saying. Would you say that Spike Lee was more of a snub? No, 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 no. I don't think him him being nominated was great for that movie. It kind of flew under the radar. I don't think it's a snub. I think I, I don't like Roma. I didn't li- I didn't like it. And not, not that I didn't think it was beautiful. It was a very it was a very him film. The way it's shot and the tracking shots and the black and white, like very him. Did not love the movie, but I understand that there was a lot of the cinematography is really beautiful. The shots that he chose, mm-hmm. directing that kind of piece is was difficult, but he did it well. So I don't think that there was. I don't think Spike got snubbed. Who? But so you think Roma should have won that award? No, I, I think I'm just saying that who, Spike who should, won? didn't get Best Director because yeah, yeah. Alfonso Cuarón got it. And, and, well, yeah. So who do you think should have won Best Director? Who do I think should have won Best Director? Alfonso Cuarón. I think that oh, he, so did he did deserve that's it. What was, that's what I was asking. I think making a black and white film in that time and the way that he does the shots, making it seem like it's this very authentic 70s type gotcha. feel and black and white, but also making it so you have like a five and a half minute tracking shot of a stillborn baby. Like that's a fucking hard thing to do and to do well. Yeah, very artsy. Uh, the other two snubs I have on this list are both Glenn Close and Amy Adams. Ironically, they're very similar. Um, mm, interesting. 
So Glenn Close was in The Wife, but she still remains the most nominated living mm-hmm. actor to not win an Oscar. Unbelievable. I don't I will say this. I didn't see this movie, but just because you're the most nominated, there it is. You shouldn't yep. win an award if you're not worthy of winning the award. No. Not to take away the, any the, credit. No, 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 no. What but I completely 100% agree with you. What I was going to say to add on to that is have there been times in the past where the Oscar goes to the wrong person or the wrong film or the wrong whatever? Absolutely. There it is. Just because it happens that way is not how it should go down. Um, I would have to go through all of Glenn Close's nominations to see where that right, occurred. Right, right, right. I'm not sure it occurred here, and I'm not sure that just handing it to her because she has the most at this point is important. Like it, 100%. It, it, that's the way it should have been. I don't know if that's a snub. I'm surprised there was nobody in the world that thought that that Oscar was going anywhere but to her. I didn't see this movie. I didn't even hear it. No, movie. Nobody, nobody saw this movie. So, it's no, like an interesting, I, weird movie. I love Glenn Close. I think she's one of the best actresses I've seen in my lifetime. I, I, But, again, it falls back on you can't give an award MVP to, a, you know, uh, the person who's got perfect attendance. It just doesn't work that sure. way. Sure. Your performance yeah. is based should be based on your performance alone, and if that was the case in this scenario, although I did hear great things about her role in this movie, but again, oh yeah, you she shouldn't get it just because you haven't got you've been it a there. lot. Yeah, because you've been uh, in the show. Same, same, with Amy same goes Adams. for Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah. I think that I I don't I mean I'm sure people said this about Glenn Close 25 years ago, but I'm sure Amy Adams will win one. It is shocking to me that she hasn't for some of the roles that she's done. I think she was and a, how well she does it. it. This one not worth it. it. This 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 role was did not deserve one. She did do a really good job uh, on this movie. Um, who did win? The, was this a supporting actress? This is me. Uh, for Amy Adams, it was supporting actress. Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. I saw some of this movie and Regina King Absolutely. Is, is she was phenomenal. unbelievable. Yeah. She was, there was nobody that was going to beat that one. I mean, people may have said that about Glenn Close, but like this one was a lock all the way. She is like, she just drives that movie. She's passionate and emotional and like, in all the right ways, she did a fantastic job. She deserved it. Yeah, and I don't think Amy Adams is losing sleep on that one. I think no, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. But I do agree; she'll probably win one down the line. Hopefully, she doesn't get the Glenn Close curse. But mm, yeah, Ooh, was there spooky? Were you pretty surprised though that um, Bohemian Rhapsody won four? Um, I think there's a funny thing out there saying that somebody won an Oscar for sound editing for putting Queen songs into a movie. Yeah, um, one for lead actor, film editing, sound yep. editing, and sound mixing. How do, I mean, yeah, man, like there's not sound editing, sound mixing. You're putting Queen songs into stuff, and there are some cool stuff to do. There's some cool transitions. And it bangs. With sound like, and, it bangs. It's a again, it's a fun movie, but this. That doesn't seem all that challenging to me. Sound editing and sound mixing are such such wash categories because honestly, you you like look up what they are and how it works, and you're like, okay, like so basically, Nothing, you, this yeah. one oh. we were comparing a movie that use that gets to use Queen songs in the film, how they make them sing, how they make people clap their hands, all that stuff, all that sound against how they make spaceship sounds for First Man. Like I don't even know how to compare that shit. Usually it's just usually if it's not a musical like that, what this Bohemian Rhapsody one, it's usually like, okay, did you like the laser blast sounds in this movie more, or did you like the sword clinging sounds in that one more? This one was like, it was it was Queen all over the damn thing. What are you, how are you gonna beat that? In fairness, yeah, uh, even film editing, because <clears throat> uh, it's I mean it's a again in the day biopic pick like you that one surprised me. Film editing did surprise. How me. do you you're not CGIing anything? It's not a great, if it's if not you a great are, movie. you shouldn't be. 
uh, editing maker editing can make or break a movie. True. Um, and I think that that movie was not good enough. To I don't say think that, that movie was good at all. Like, the, the I mean, I think that, I shouldn't say good no. It's at not all. good. It's not a good movie. It's not, it's not a good movie. It's not worthy of for of what took place in 2018. No, it shouldn't have won this much. I will say it's every yeah yeah. I will say Rami Malek was good. Oh, I, except for that, he was he was phenomenal at playing that part believably at being weird and and going and and kind of just emulating that whole thing i think he commanded the movie when he was in it i i really the academy gets a big thick hard boner for uh care people that are acting as real characters biopics or that was um and so i was so shocked that christian bale was oh uh, my god i thought he did a was not gonna win but at the same time i can understand why they'd want to maybe be like you know what? You you're fine. You've got enough. But see, that's for a, now. I feel I do kind of feel like Christian Bale got snubbed on this one because he. I thought he killed it as Dick Ch- uh, Cheney, man. Like I, it's not that he didn't do a great job. I watched. It's so, just that I'll say yeah. this on ne- Netflix has dropped the whole two thousands thing and. Oh yeah, I can't wait to watch that one. I've been watching those and the first. I think the first two was about like the politics and shit and not like all that shit. And I watched Cheney talking a few of them. I'm like, man, Christian Bale killed it. Like, yeah. he, I mean, he did. It, that's what he does. That's what he does. He's, He's a method, a method actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to take away from Remy Malik, but I just, when the band, the entire band gets equal screen time. Yeah. I don't know. That, that, I, I think that Christian Bale suffered from Vice as a film itself. Vice. Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't Poorly put that. together as being this weird humor and serious movie. If it had just been a serious movie about Dick Cheney's life, and so you could see the miserable, I think it would have stood a. It would have been very, More very, very sorry, razor, kind of razor close. So I think it was, but I think they just went with like, you know what, this dude came in here as Freddie Mercury. He did something really cool and captivating with this character that people liked watching because it made him feel good. Queen is here. It all makes sense. And Queen signed on like five minutes before the thing started, so you know. Yeah, uh, but Green Book did win Best Picture Supporting Actor, Mark. Marshala Ali, I always fucking Marshala, Marshala Ali. Yeah, he, I love him, yeah. and I'm glad, I'm glad he won. Great actor, two, two Oscars yeah, now. Two, for him. Yeah, he's he's killing it. Like, uh, although he was in Alita, so well, he didn't do bad. He didn't do bad. They all can't be winners though. Um, he's great. Original screenplay, Green Book also won. Now, Black Panther was nominated for obviously a bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's. Any other films stood a chance with costume design and production design. We can. I I was surprised because historically those go to period pieces. Um, yes. And it was funny because as I was watching them, I had picked that on my little sheet. Uh, I picked uh, the favorite. And then as I'm watching them go through the nominees and it plays the part in the battle scene on the waterfall. And like and it shows like scenes like them in all that da- the dancing garb and like they're fighting. I was like, oh, damn it. I forgot how freaking that wasn't just your typical Marvel movie where everyone's in CGI or like, you know, they're whatever. Super no, like, like they, they built a culture and a believable city. Exactly. That I, like, I could go there. Exactly. Yeah. Culture this right? Yeah. How do we get there? Exactly. They. They took a make-believe culture and made it very, very real, real and believable. Um, believable, yeah. It wasn't so like totally a, deserving. A see, like everything made sense in that movie in that regard. Like each each tribe had their their own like color scheme, their own complete style. Style. Um, you know, she killed it. Hannah Beechler, Beechler. I don't mm. know if that's right, but oh, that was production design. Sorry, costume design was went to Ruthie Carter. Great job. She did a great job. Even the production design as well, like creating a fictional cultural Yeah, creating Wakanda. 
and making it work and be and exist and be tangible. Like, boom, get out of here. Because, I mean, we're comic book nerds. We know that anything in comic books, can you can tell us that Krypton was this great place and fucking uh, wherever the Transformers are from, that whole right. thing looks like that. You could do whatever you want. But, like, here is, like, a, a, is a hidden place with technology so great far in advance that the CIA is tweeting about it in 2019 for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but also on this, I, I also agree with this. I love movie scores. Not only did Kendrick Lamar and TDE do their thing, um, which they obviously didn't win for original was it original song, which went to Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Yes. Uh, and Gaga. And the Gaga. Ga. Uh, but uh, Ludwig has been doing stuff for a minute and it was good to see him get that nod because you can listen to the Black Panther score and it's just as good as uh, listening to like a regular musical record. Like it's not like full right. of like there's drums in it. There's like obviously the whole culture line in it, but he's been doing stuff with Marvel for a minute and he did a great job. So he absolutely fantastic deserves it. Um, You mentioned Roma killing it. So I'm trying to think if there's anything. Original song went to shallow. Uh, did you see? Did... Shallow. <laughs> uh, makeup and hair did go to Vice though, so I'm assuming totally that deserving. Christian Bale makes you sense there. Put on there. a freaking big old suit and make him look just like the dude, hauntingly. So what's your what? And this will be the last one before we get out of here. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Visual effects. Do you think First Man? I did. This movie was. T- uh, I don't know. I don't know. How I feel about it. I don't know, man. Visual effects is tough, dude. Because I, it's like I don't know who. If you look up the title, it's putting. Was... It is what you add to a film after it has been shot. So basically, it is it is computer animation is what this is for, or art of any kind, whatever you're adding in. And I I I don't I don't know because you can't justify a, a complete CGI movie as being a visual effects thing because they made the whole movie with that premise so it's how you incorporate effects to make them seem believable first man is boring as hell <laughs> sure they make like the rocket look at it's flying and all that stuff in the earth and space that's all good but, but you're just recreating, i guess i just keep thinking i guess stuff. i like it yes i just i just keep going back to did was there not enough times where there were people in an environment where things were added in infinity war like were there not enough time? Were there times where they watched that movie and they said, "You know what? This is over the nine, the seventy percent threshold. Seventy percent of this shot is CGI. That's too much. That doesn't count." I'm gonna say I'm a. I think what it is, Chris. Now that I'm looking at the visual effects nominees, is yeah. There's only three of them. There was only Infinity War. No, there's five. Of them. Uh, First Man. Oh, there was. It's Infinity War, Christopher Robin, Solo. Oh yeah. And Ready Player One. Right. And first I man. wanted that Christopher Robin because I thought Winnie the Pooh was goddamn real for that whole movie. That's how good of a job they did. If you look at the nominees, four of the movies are fi- that yes. lost are all fictional. They're all fictional, like freaking a kid's movie, a comic book movie. Yeah, you're right. Only one of those is like an actual film. Right. Which is bullshit. A wonderful film. Which is bullshit. Because honestly, I, Ready Player One was, I think... I if I was looking trash. at this and I had to pick one, I I would say Ready Player One should deserve that win. I don't know though, man, because again, they created so a, much CGI. But 
it's visual. You're, you don't get the award for CGI. You get the award for incorporating CGI into a movie that you shot. But it was a movie based upon an alternate re- like to VR I'm reality. Saying, I, I guarantee they sit around the room smoking their freaking long thin cigarettes and they're like, "Is it too much? Is it too much? No, no, no. This one is a pass. Not good." And they're also French. Is that? They're all that's yeah, in France probably. And they're all just like, I guess. I guess I. Not. I guess I see what you're saying with Christopher Robin, where it's like. The Roger Rabbit effect of real, yeah. real life. Like people, humans in the human world, even the Hundred Acre Wood is an actual real wood. Because, I mean, in that case, visual effects, how did Mary Poppins but not sco- visual- snag one? They go into a goddamn painting at one point, it seemed real. But visual effects, well, that's true. Visual effects, though, is visual effects. I mean, what? there's no definition of, like, what looks the... Re- visual effects awards is what looks that's the realest. That's one that I feel like no. they're still trying to figure out. They're still trying to figure out... How? What does that mean? Is what it feels like. Because every year they just can't get there. It's like, okay, I went to this one because at one point there was a, there was a, a the car crashed and it wasn't real. And then other years it's like this one goes to Avengers One, Men in Black. Yeah, I mean it's not. It doesn't say best. It's not <laughs> best CGI. It's yeah, visual it's effects. Best visual so effects. who knows what that really means? I mean, you shot your movie and you handed it off, and a guy at a computer smashed some cool it I mean that's what I'm saying though it, added it does, these things in it doesn't even that doesn't even have to play a factor it could be Michael Bay yeah. blowing up shit in real life yeah know? exactly and they're like oh this movie blows no that's not good enough I don't know that's that's a iffy award I guess first why not I don't... Bumblebee should have been nominated you know huh Bumblebee should have been nominated it was the best animation they'd done yet on Transformers and it was a great movie it should have been nominated for that because he was interacting in that world oh, the whole time Bumblebee is that what you said yeah I don't yeah, think I, I don't think them. But I don't think Bumblebee fell in that. Oh, it's in the, the oh, next year. It better come back yeah, around. Yeah, next year. Um, but I'm gonna write a letter. But the one thing we knew was gonna happen was the animated uh, feature, which is Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. Ah, uh, yeah. You can't beat that movie. No one's fucking with that movie. No. I just love that they got fired off of Solo. Was that Solo? Right. That's what they got fired off. Yes. Of? Yeah, and they were like, "Fuck yeah, you!" They, they were too funny to be on Solo, and they went and made in the Spider-Verse and freaking won an Oscar. You know what's funny? This is just my opinion, but I think if that hmm. movie doesn't do as well as it did with Sony and Marvel, that the Venom series would continue under the Sony platform. Like sure. Sony's getting, yeah. Sony got a green light after that one. They're like, okay, you guys, you did it. You proved yourself. Keep it rolling. So that's gonna do it. That's the G splash rap on the Oscars. That's what we thought. That's what we think. Overall, Chris gave it a splash. I didn't watch it, so I'm not even gonna play it. But I'm disappointed in Bohemian Rhapsody winning all that shit, but uh, props to everybody. Congratulations to everybody who won. Yeah, big congrats, everybody. And for the show coming Give together. Him a round, and... Give them a round of applause. Give them a round of applause. Yeah. Give them one of those. It's a it's an award show. It's always tough. There's always going to be haters. Haters going to hate. Hashtag. Uh-oh. But what are you going to do? Chris, any last words before we get out of here? Um, no, I think we're all good. Thanks for listening. Uh, look out for all the cool stuff we have coming uh, coming the way. Yeah, let us know what you thought about the Oscars. Who got who? You think got snubbed? You can hit us up at gsplashbc at gmail.com or over at Instagram at g to the splash. G to the splash on Instagram. On Instagram. I always do that. It's always like there's Jesus more. Splash. Jesus splash. Jesus hit splash. Hit us up on Jesus splash. Sounds like a and special move Jesus does. We'll fucking Jesus splash and he throws holy water on you. Hey, we can have a fighting game. It can happen. Uh, all right. I'm Bradley Bax. This is my man Chris Bucky Watts. Hope y'all have a great week. We'll see you next Nerd Channel. Nerd Time next week. Hey. Hey. Nah,
Rock.